Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hey, Mr. Case. Lil Baron. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Good. You, you having a good day? I'm having a great day. Awesome. It's warm. It's warm. It's warm. <laughs> we're we're feeling it here in, yeah. the, in all the Western United States, right. really. And right. St. George, Utah is no exception. It's very warm. Um, but, but I hear October is going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> the weather is going to be absolutely perfect. So, so hey, for the last several weeks, we've been highlighting some of our really our you know amazing sports. We have thirty five right. different sports today. I want to kind of continue that tradition and talk just a little bit about basketball. Basketball. Yeah. So we have got all kinds of basketball yes, options do. at the games. I wanted to start us off with the one that actually started it all, which is five on five mm-hmm. basketball. Mm-hmm. So did you know five on five was one of the original sports at the games no when we started the games in 1987 uh we had basketball wow so it's uh it's the one of the one of the original, original. ones so yeah so five on five is played just like what you think it is it's full court basketball it's a ton of fun mm-hmm. um right now the market dictates that we offer five on five to only the guys um, but, uh, you know, we have a, a good number of teams that come out. It's a great tournament, mm-hmm. uh, very competitive, different age groups, of course, just mm-hmm. a, a ton of fun. But that's not the only option that we have for basketball. Like I said, we've got a bunch of stuff going on for both the men and the women. We offer three on three basketball oh. as well. Three on three was first offered at the games in 1996. Oh, so a few years after yeah. the games had started. But let me let me just say this about three on three: it is really a different sport than mm-hmm. five on five. They're both called basketball. Right. They're both played with a round ball, <laughs> and you try to make a basket in the hoop. But three on three, it's it's just it's very physical. It's very fast paced. Oh. It's played on a half court instead of a full court. Oh. Um, and it's just all about athleticism. And that goes the same for both the men and the women. It's a very, very physical game. Very fun to watch. Very, very fast paced. But that's not all. <laughs> Wait, there's, oh, there's more. There's more. If you need a little more basketball in your life, we also offer basketball skills. Oh. So the skills competition was added in 1994 and it consists of two parts. There's a three point competition and a hot shot competition. In the hot shot, each contestant is allowed two rounds, one minute each. They want to make as many baskets as possible from any of the five designated spots oh. on the floor. And the competition starts uh, under the basket with a layup. Uh, that's the first spot where you start. And then from there, you can shoot wherever you want. The basket, uh, you get more points depending on which place you shoot from, from uh-huh. one to five points. And the further away that you shoot, of course, the more points that you can score. Very fast paced. And man, we have some amazing shooters that come back year after year wow. and uh, just shoot the I just know shoot the sky out of it. A lot of them are, <laughs> yes. In basketball shoes, shooting, I think you'll find that a lot of times it's the guards that really excel. Mm. So they're not always the tall ones. Yeah. But anyway, lots of different things uh, to, to take a look at yeah. and to consider for basketball. Um, it's also worth noting that we still have room for teams in both five on five as well as three on three oh. basketball. So if you're interested, now's the time to get yeah. your team together and get registered. You can find out all that you need to know about registering for basketball or any of our other 
34 different sports right at seniorgames.net. You'll find rules, schedules, venues. You'll see a big registration button that you'll yes. click to get signed up. <laughs> and uh, you don't want to delay. The early bird special ends on August 1st, oh. which is just around the corner. Yes, it you is. You save 20 bucks if you register before that date. It's also, Lil, worth mentioning that registration ends on September 1st, oh. which is also right around the corner. Right around the corner. So you want to keep that in mind. Put that on your calendars for sure. Now is the time to register. Yes. Now, speaking of 35 different sports yes. at the games, today's guest is the director of one of our newest oh. sports, indoor rowing. Oh, very nice. So Irene Lysenko says she fell in love with rowing while living in Connecticut some 15 years ago. Which uh, it was um, supposed to be rehab for an injured knee and a recreational pastime, but it quickly turned into a six day a week training schedule wow. with competitions up and down the East Coast. Irene joined Great Salt Lake Rowing nine years ago when she moved to Utah. And as much as she has enjoyed competing, she finds her greatest joy comes from teaching and coaching and watching others fall in love with the sport as well. So, wow. Irene, welcome to the welcome. show. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> we're uh, we're excited to learn a little bit more about rowing. Yes. So, um, obviously, I think you know most of us have a concept of rowing a boat. Yes, right. <laughs> um, that's rowing, right? But yes. the, the kind of rowing that we're doing is called indoor rowing, and it it's, takes place on a machine. Why don't you tell us just a little bit about um, you know what the sport of indoor rowing really consists of? Well, the sport of indoor rowing is uh, really just a taste of what outdoor rowing is. It's where a lot of outdoor rowers go during the winter months to be able to continue training. But there are also a, a large group of the population that loves the rowing machine enough to just stick with indoor rowing and never make it out in a boat, which is great. Um, if you look around, CrossFit gyms across the country have a big rowing machine component to them. The latest franchise is Row House, which are just pure rowing gyms that are popping up now across the country because there is such a demand for the sport. Wow. Mm. So, so row house is just, it's the name of the, like the, like a 24 hour fitness or a, a gold's gym or something like that. Interesting. I, I'm not familiar with that one, but I'll have to keep my eyes out. Um, it's, it's interesting to me. And you mentioned this, Irene, that uh, the, the sport of competitive indoor rowing seems to have kind of grown out of the CrossFit movement. Um, although certainly, you know, we, we see, uh, at least for those of us who are not in the industry, we see once every four years, the sport of rowing played out at the Olympics, <laughs> yes, right? Exactly. Um, and, and, you know, like I, I, I participate in one of those fringe sports too. Like I, I, uh, you know, I wrestle. So, or at least I have wrestled. I don't know if I'm a wrestler, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, you know, once every four years, you hear a little bit about wrestling on, on, you know, the major networks. And it's the same thing with a lot of those sports rowing included. Um, but do you, but do you think that's true? Has, has it grown out of CrossFit or was there really this demand for rowing and then it just kind of it just kind of merged together? You know, I, I think maybe it was the opposite, um, I would argue, in that the rowing machine was really originally developed for rowers. It wasn't yeah. designed as something for a CrossFit gym. 
And the rowers that we typically use, the Concept 2, are designed to train you and give you feedback that you can apply to on-the-water rowing. So I think the reason that it's it's expanded at this point into CrossFit gyms and their own gyms is just that people have discovered that rowing is a workout for any age, for any ability, and it's an amazing sport that ages with you rather than one that you would age out of. Because as you get as you get older, it's non-impact on your joints. It's it's very comfortable in terms of your skill level. You don't have to be doing any dramatic movements. It's it's a very simple simple form. And as people have discovered what a great workout it is, rowing gyms and CrossFit gyms have joined into that to make that a part of what they do because it really is that good of a workout. Yeah, I, I'll uh, attest that it is a workout. I, <laughs> I, uh, at my gym, they have a, a, I don't know, three or four rowing machines. And I'll admit, I don't use them every day. In fact, it's been a little while since I've used it. But the times that I have used it, uh, you definitely feel a workout. And that's what I was going to ask you. I think a lot of us, you know, maybe have a membership at a gym and you see these rowing machines wherever they are in the corner, front and center, wherever they are. Um, some people might look at those and feel a little intimidated. Is there any reason to feel that way or should you just jump on it and go for it? Uh, you know, I really think that is kind of a personal a personal decision based on your personal skill level, your athleticism at that point. Um, I would always always recommend that anyone who is getting into rowing on a rowing machine for the first time get some private instruction on technique because when you're when you're doing it wrong you do run the risk of things like lower back injuries if you're pulling too hard from the back instead of incorporating your legs and things like that so yeah always a good idea to get someone to help you out with technique if it's something that you're going to take on um, but there are also great YouTube videos out there and other ways that you can learn the sport. So just, you know, just make sure you're doing it safely like any other sport that you would pick up. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great advice uh, for rolling in across yeah. the board. Um, we've talked a little bit about seeing these machines in gyms and workout facilities. Uh, do a lot of people buy their own machine and, and use it at home or is it cost prohibitive or, or how, if you really wanted to get into it, um, how would you go about that? Well, if you really wanted to get into it, I, I think it's important to figure out what your end goal is. If you just want to be an indoor rower and get good at it, absolutely invest in your own, in your own rowing machine. You can get a used one from around 800 to a thousand dollars or a new one for, you know, anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred, depending on what you're looking for. Um, and also just depending on the brand that you're using. But the thing that is fabulous about the indoor rowing community is that there is a huge online support group for anyone who wants to take it on, um, particularly if you are also involved in. Um, any outdoor rowing. You can always find people and videos and help to maximize your use of the machine anywhere you are. Awesome. Sounds, sounds great. Um, so you, uh, you and your, your committee kind of approached us at the games and said, hey, why, why aren't you offering indoor rowing <laughs> at the senior games? And we took a look at it and thought, why aren't we offering why it? Aren't right? we? Why, why not? Um, talk a little bit about what your goals are in um, including or wanting to have rowing 
included in the games and an event like the senior games? Okay. Um, well, you know, like I mentioned before, it is a sport that is ideal to age into. So when we're looking at a community of rowers over 50 years old that are looking to maintain flexibility and athleticism and competitiveness, there really is no, no better sport than rowing to introduce to that age group. When, you know, we used to, when I used to show up my gym or even out on the water, we had rowers with us that were in their 90s. And were out there with great form, great technique, loved what they were doing. Um, you really, you don't ever have to look forward to a day where, oh, I can't do this anymore unless there is a serious injury or, you know, a serious breakdown in terms of your, of your body. It really is a sport you can do forever, unlike some of the basketball, tennis, other sports that wrestling <laughs> you know, that require you to pick a ball, that require you to run and you know, and mm. and really, really do some more jarring activity to your body. No, that's a that's a great point, and yeah. you know, I mean, everybody of course has their own passion and, and their own, own excitement um, about the the sports that they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are there are some sports that that certainly um, you just never age out of. You know, I know that my wife thinks I should have aged out of wrestling <laughs> 20, 25 years ago. Uh, you know, and, and she's probably right in a million ways. But uh, but rowing does feel like again something that you can just do for as long as as you want and as long as you're able, as long as you're doing it correctly and. You mentioned there is some form and technique, and I would suspect, just like anything, the, the more you do it, the better you get at it and so forth. Um, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about how the sport itself has evolved um, into a competition and, you know, how does, how, does it, how does it start and where are we going? What's the future of it? Well, if we're going to talk about the very beginnings of rowing, I think that was uh, corporal punishment under the Vikings. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I think it was, right? (laughs) But we've refined it since then to make it less less painful and a little bit more fun. A little more rewarding. A little more rewarding. Um, Yeah. So, you know, rowing has been around for for hundreds of years Um, in terms of a sport. It started out very much as a, as a rich man's gentleman's sport, not a lot of women involved. Um, and, and that really broke out back in 1936 in the Olympics when we sent our first non-Ivy League school to the Olympics for, um, for the, the Olympics in Germany under Hitler. And that was Washington uh, the Boys in Washington. And if you've ever heard of the book, The Boys in the Boat, we'll tell you all about that. You know, but over time, um, just like we've evolved in anything, rowing has evolved into being being something that anyone can access and something that we want, what our goal is as a club is to bring it to the general community and keep bringing those that maybe wouldn't have access to this sport an opportunity to learn it because that's, you know, you look across all of us rowing and across all of rowing across the board, our goal really is to now make it something that is accessible for everyone in one form or another. Um, and that includes indoor rowing because it's it's just a great way to be connected to an athletic community for forever. So started out very, very long time ago. And today we're just trying to make it something that as many people as possible can enjoy. 
Well, and it sounds like it's uh, definitely in growth mode and continuing to expand, which is very exciting, uh, not only for a rower, but exciting for us yeah. as well. It seems like, yeah. you know, a potential market that we're going to be able to work into and, uh, and see grow and expand. Um, tell us a little bit about the events that will be competed at the games themselves. Okay. Um, yeah, we're, we're actually very excited about the events that we're going to be presenting. The first one is going to be the standard 2000 meter race that really across all of rowing is the standard race. It takes between eight and 10 minutes, depending on, on your strength. And it's just an all out, how fast can you row 2000 meters on a rowing machine? Um, so that's, you know, going to be more serious. We'll also have a 5,000 meter row, which would be considered more of the length of, of a head race row and something that requires just like a marathon versus a sprint requires a little bit different strategy in the rowers and allows them to to maybe excel in one side of the sport where maybe sprinting might not be their thing and then finally just just for the absolute fun and, and camaraderie of it we are putting together a, a relay team so that in 2000 meters, each member of the four-man team will row 500 meters all out and then hop off and someone else will hop on and continue. So those will be the events we'll, pre- we'll be presenting this year. We're really excited. That yeah. does sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm curious about this uh, relay. Yeah. So um, the, the, the rowing machine that I've used, and again, I'm super inexperienced. I've only used the one at, at my gym, but it has little um, straps for your feet to go in. So right. is is there like is there a, a skill to transitioning as quickly? Because I'm I'm assuming that the transition is probably where the race is won or lost in many cases. Yep, in many cases. And you know, that's where you bring up a good point because it's kind of an advantage to row with people that are the same size you are, so that you don't have to be making adjustments in between. You know, one person's foot might not fit in another person's size 13 and vice versa. <laughs> right. So yeah, there's definitely some planning and strategy, but at the end of the day, it's you get off, you adjust, you get on and go as fast as you can, and you pick up advantages where you can in the process. So every rower has a a little computer on it that tells you how far you've you've gone and how fast you're going. So mm-hmm. you're just you're just going to pull for 500 and then you just jump off, the next person jumps on, pulls for 500 and you just the first one to 2000. Exactly. And the fun oh, part too fun. is, you know, for spectators, anybody that wants to come and watch it, the program that we use uses a projector system. So while the indoor rowers are rowing, we have boats that are projected up on the wall that represent each of the rowers. So oh, it really is presented oh, as a race. A race, yeah. Um, for for people that would rather watch the boats on the wall than <laughs> people, you know, on on the ergs or on the rowing machines. So so it's a fun presentation. It's a great place for spectators too to come and watch. That is awesome. I did it not is, know that. I, didn't I, know I knew that there was a computer on each one of the, the rowers, and obviously that's how you tell the distance. Right. I'm excited to come and see this uh, projection with the with the boats <laughs> racing against each other. That sounds Good. awesome. That does. Good. So um, tell, tell us, uh, you've been a member of Salt Lake Rowing. Tell us a little bit about that club. Is that exclusively indoor or is that both indoor and outdoor or how does that work? Uh, Great Salt Lake Rowing is an, is a sculling club. We row out on the Great Salt Lake. Okay. Um, and we row from between March and November, typically, just kind of depending on what the weather is doing. But in those winter months, um, right after the holidays, January through March, we go exclusively indoor rowing. And that's how we keep in shape and keep 
where we need to be to be able to compete in the spring. We do travel to compete both in the spring and fall on other bodies of water in other states. So it's for us, it's just part of our year round training program for what we want to do. But we have, you know, approximately 50 members and we have anywhere from people who just like to erg to people who just like to row recreationally to people that like to row competitively and really get out there and see what they can do. So we kind of cover it all. That sounds like fun. Now we have, we have listeners from all over the the place, all over the country, all over the world, even Um, within the United States. I'm assuming that every state has some rowing club that would be available. Is that, is that fair to assume or maybe not every Uh, state? (laughs) Not not quite every state. I mean, I know there isn't one in Idaho because I went looking, which (laughs) have a lot of water, a lot of water up there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I would, I would see, say any state that has a substantial body of water that you can run, there's a pretty good chance that there, there is going to be at least one rowing club in the state. So if someone was interested, they just do a Google search to see if there are rowing clubs around and and kind of check it out. Absolutely. In your club, I just have a question. So how many people are on a boat? How does that work? Um, It depends on the type of boat. There are actually two types of rowing out there. Uh, There is sweeps rowing, which is what you typically see in the Olympics when you see eight people in a boat and each person in the boat has one big oar that alternates down the boat. Oh, So that's that's sweeps rowing. Sculling, every person in the boat has two oars. So it's a little bit more like a rowing machine. So if you're if you are a sculler, always using two boats, we have one person, two person and four person boats. Oh, okay. Okay. And then the difference, again, with sweeps is that they go up to an eight-man boat where, okay. where we don't as scholars. Okay. Very, very uh, yeah. fun. Um, you know, this is just a sport I'm just not all that familiar yeah. with and very excited to see it played out and uh, watch the competition and learn a little bit more about it. We have uh, tentatively, not tentatively, we've scheduled a staff experience where we're going to um, have a, an opportunity to row. <laughs> on these machines <laughs> and um you know we're none of us are competitive at all oh, here in yeah, the office right. and so uh <laughs> anyway we, we just got to pick a day for that but uh very excited well um, do we get to be there to watch this <laughs> <laughs> You, you don't want to, trust me. <laughs> she really does. Oh, Irene, we're, uh, we're very excited, oh, excited yes. to, to be associated with you and the, and the, your organizing committee and, and club that's uh, helping put this on. And, yeah. you know, we're just really looking forward to seeing it grow and uh, become, you know, kind of a staple here at the games. Yeah. We're really looking forward to it. Well, as are we. So definitely please come and check us out and give us a watch and, Tell us what you think. Awesome. So we've only got just a, just a few seconds left, but last minute advice, what would you tell somebody that they just, they just need to know about rowing to, you know, get off the bubble and decide to give it a try? Um, I would say it's, it's easy. It, it really <laughs> is easy and you get so much reward for your effort in it. So if you're looking for something, a new challenge or just to get out of your funk, yeah, give it a try. Definitely. Give it a try. Awesome. Yeah. Irene, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank and you. Look forward to seeing you in October and uh, watching this, uh, yeah. this competition. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yes. All right. We'll see you then.
Okay, Lil. All right. So you got to start practicing for our day. It's coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's gonna it be fun. will be fun. So uh, just to wrap us up here, I mentioned at the beginning, I'm just going to keep mentioning it. Right. Registration <laughs> is open for the Huntsman World Senior Games. Um, you can save $20, again, mm-hmm. uh, just a reminder, by registering before August 1st. And then remember, don't forget that that registration deadline is September 1st. After yeah. that, we don't accept any more registrations. So don't dawdle, get that registration taken care of. You can check out all the schedules, rules, dates, our COVID-19 plan, all of that's available at seniorgames.net. There's also just a bunch of other content there. We've got health and wellness blog posts. We have access to our Living Your Best Life webinar series. Mm-hmm. Just a, a lot of information on active aging mm-hmm. as well as the sports and the right. schedules and everything else that goes on. Uh, it's also worth mentioning that you can register now to volunteer for the yes. games. And uh, man, we need a truckload yes, of volunteers. Yes, it, it takes about 3000 volunteers to pull this party off. And there are opportunities in sports or if sports isn't your thing, we have a bunch of other areas where right. people can still step in and, and help us out. You can register by day or by interest. It's very easy to do. Again, that is all at seniorgames.net. And for every, um, when you register uh, for uh, helping out and to volunteer at the games, you'll be entered in a drawing for a brand new e-bike. I know that's from exciting. Charge Bikes, which is very exciting. So check that out once again, SeniorGames.net. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5:30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and we turn it into a podcast and you can also subscribe to the podcast pretty much anywhere that they're found. Pick your favorite listener and uh, and go ahead and subscribe. If you are listening by podcast, take a moment and give us a rating and write a quick review. One of the best and easiest places to leave a review is at podchaser.com slash the active life. And then you can find this and other shows right on our website. Once again, seniorgames.net. Today's inspirational thought. Okay. It's from Hall of Famer Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. And he says... Some people want it to happen, some wish it would happen, and others make it happen. Very good. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.